0: Good morning, Armchair Quarterback Nation. This is Mac McGee. The first couple of minutes from the show, my audio is not as crisp as Justin's. That is because my microphone was down. I apologize for that. It only lasts for a couple of minutes, and then we get back rolling to the normal audio sound. Justin's is clear and fine, and the rest of it's clear. I edited it in. Hope you're enjoying your day, and enjoy the Armchair Quarterback's radio show. Good morning, it's time to wake up y'all You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter Tap that Armchair Quarterback's app Take us anywhere you go The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller
1: Good morning I don't know much, but I know one thing I've never in my life been excited about an Indiana-Ohio State football game. I am this week. It's for the Big Ten East.
0: Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. CNN is now for sale, owned by AT&T. They have put the broadcast news network up for sale. How does the catch letters catch you as TNN? I don't think Trump's doing anything for the next few years. Wouldn't that be some rich irony? I think I would actually tune in. I can't believe you're a professional golfer.
1: I
2: think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go.
0: Oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Oh! Oh! Now you're
2: going to get it, Bobby. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough, bitch. Armchair
0: community access channel he's the armchair quarterback he's full of beer and
2: he's full of snacks the
0: all-american man hey howdy hi top of the morning to you welcome to the armchair quarterback radio show i'm matt geese sitting alongside justin wallace justin how the hell are you this morning sir i'm doing great
1: mac uh missed a lot of football games saturday but uh sunday made up for it and uh had a lot of family time this weekend it was really good
0: you didn't miss a whole lot on college football on Saturday. I will say that it was kind of a a dull night. It definitely a dull night for college football. There wasn't a game of consequence that was uh, even remotely close. And all in all, to me, college football kind of it almost like it took a week off. Uh, there there wasn't a big time upset. There wasn't a game that I would say, man, I'm glad I watched that game. I watched several games, but. I uh, really had a hard time locking into any of them. Florida killed Arkansas. Florida State looked uh, just terrible again uh, as they lost NC State by this. Don't look at the score, y'all. I think that's indicative. It was not as close as the two touchdown score. Um, and then uh, what was the other game? Oh, Wisconsin just absolutely pounded uh, Michigan into submission, which is what I figured, and I was glad to hit. To a hit that, I, I took Wisconsin minus five. I didn't understand why they were only a five-point favorite. I think that is just the the betting public being uh, downright clueless as hell when it comes to what they're watching on TV. Sorry, my mic was down, uh, so I'll have to uh, apologize for that for people on the on the app. Um, short story, you didn't miss a whole lot in college football, like you didn't hope miss a whole lot from my opening statement. So. Uh, there you have it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but,
1: I mean, the only other... Uh, BC made half a game with Notre Dame and they got thumped. I guess the only upset was North uh, or Nebraska getting Penn State, but is that this year? I mean, Penn State's horrible.
0: No, I mean, you know, Penn State's terrible. Nebraska's terrible. They won the terrible bowl. Uh, Penn State actually almost pulled off the upset. I, I was watching that. I had... That was one of the early games that I actually had on. But uh, I guess the only game that was decent was the Virginia Tech-Miami game. But even that was a dud. You had this sense that Virginia Tech had no real chance of winning because their quarterback is just essentially a tailback behind center. I don't know what the hell they're doing at quarterback at, at a Virginia Tech. But you could argue it's worse than what they're doing at Florida State, even though those guys are true freshmen. and I'll give them a break, but... They don't have a, that guy doesn't have a clue. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. The only time that he's making any kind of ends is when he's running an open field. And that was the basically that their defense kept him in the game. They lost by one, but Justin, how many times would you see a college football game where the, with the team, the home team gets the ball back with about two minutes to play their down one and they can't even get in field goal range. This is how bad this quarterback is for, for, for Virginia Tech. Just kind of tuck that away in your noggin. The next time you see one of their lines, it, they are overrated it, uh, by the betting public. Um, at one point, they were they were actually favorites. I think what happened is that right at kickoff, the money shifted to Miami. But uh, that game shouldn't have been as close. And like, Tony says famously almost every Saturday, the Hurricanes are the worst one-loss team in the country, and I have to tend to agree with them. Um, But other than that, last night's game, real quick, we won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but the Patriots get a big win that they desperately need, knocking off the Ravens in a driving rainstorm, and that's the only thing that I could see that was going to save them in that game because it pretty much made the passing game moot. And you had to just pound the ball, pound the ball. And they got a couple of lucky breaks. They held on for dear life. And because that uh Cam Newton did get a win. And did you see the stupid hat this this goofball had on in his interview this week? No, I, It's I, a I Shriner's did not, I, hat. It's one of the ones with the with boxy tall and it's got a freaking tassel. It's not an actual Shriner's hat, but it's in the made of a Shriner's hat.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, well, maybe he's doing it for the kids. I'll cut it. No, him some slack no, on the Shriners because Shriners
0: hat, but... is always red and yellow. This was right. This okay. was golden right. green or whatever the hell it was. I mean, we'll scratch that. <laughs> I hate to. T- well, never mind. I won't say that on here. Uh, but I'm just gonna say I've got some real questions about uh, who. Uh, Cam Newton really is. Um, and we'll move on from that. I don't know, but
1: if Bill Belichick's got any sense of humor, can we get him to dress as Cam next year for Halloween? I mean, can, can we see something one time? Can we get Bill Belichick to play along? I would well, like to see that. Well, I don't know That why would he, be humorous.
0: I don't know why he couldn't, because it's not like he's going to be coaching him next year. There's no way they resigned this freaking clown. Uh, they won despite of him. In fact, the best pass of the entire night was this one right here, and it wasn't Cam Newton. Burke had the single setback. A lateral to Jacoby Myers, the former NC State quarterback, looks to throw, airing it out deep down the right side for Rex Burke. Dives and catches in the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. What a call. What a call. That was it. That was the best pass of the night, and it was by Jacoby Myers, a wide receiver running to his right, <sighs> having to stop, throw the ball. It was a rainbow. It was a. It was really just a hell of a catch, but they, everyone keeps making up like it was this beautiful thing. It wasn't like – if you didn't see it, when you finally see the video, don't think you're going to all of a sudden see some Dan Marino dropping a freaking – a raindrop in, in between coverage. He, he just threw up a – he, he basically threw up a prayer and it was answered. Um, did you watch much of the game, by the way?
1: I got tuned in about the second quarter. Uh, we got back to the house, and I was locked in pretty much the rest of the game. Uh, it seemed like the second half was just torrential downpour, especially there at the very end of the game. Kept hoping for a comeback. Uh, it, uh, and why, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to see some more football just because uh, I had a football shortened weekend, but uh it's better as a fan of an AFC South team that, uh, Baltimore took that L. So, uh, kudos to the Patriots, but yeah, I, I just wanted to see some free football. I think
0: I was wanting Baltimore to win because I did not want them to be on a losing streak. So to speak, go as the Tennessee Titans go rolling in there this Sunday, that's not going to bode well for Tennessee. I guarantee you. I don't that.
1: think it's going to bode well for Tennessee either way. Um, Arthur's got to quit getting cute. We haven't even talked about the. Is it too late to even talk about the uh, Colts Titans game? We've I've, got it up. That up.
0: We'll be talking about that in the uh, in the next. Exp- I'll uh, save NFL. my my rant for that. Yeah, in the next uh, at the bottom of the hour, we'll, we'll be talking uh, Titans Colts. We'll be talking the NFC West, which has gotten really interesting, and we'll be talking the AFC North. So that's what we have on uh, on the docket right now. Did you do any gambling this weekend? Uh, yeah, you know I did. Good, hold that thought, <laughs> hold that thought, because that's
1: what that's what. rub it in there, buddy.
0: That's that's what the next uh, segment's going to be. Uh, we are going to take a quick break when we come back. We are going to talk about your betting weekend. I I think this is a good segment to start doing now that Tennessee, it is legal to bet in Tennessee and it's always been legal wherever the hell I'm at, because I go, I go through the, uh, well, we'll just say I I found a way to, uh, to uh, be able to, to, to put skin in the game, so to speak. So, um, we're going to go ahead and take that quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the betting weekend and the lines that pissed us, off, pissed us off and the ones that made us happy. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterback Show.
2: At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap
0: up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eat ups, and hurry ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep
2: your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Natural Plus premium gasoline. See full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com.
0: the armchair quarterback show your first choice for sports talk live from the first coast now on sunday mornings at a new time we're going 11 a.m eastern To noon Eastern with the NFL Fantasy Football Stardom Center Pick'em Show. We do DFS, season-long fantasy, and we keep a winning record against the spread. 11 to noon on Sundays. The armchair quarterbacks have got you covered all football season long.
2: Jimmy got caught smoking a joint out behind the bar. Sitting in his car and they took him to jail. Tip job paid his bear. In 1984,
0: Mick Welcome Jack back to here to the Armchair Quarterbacks, CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you listening in this morning. And uh, me and, and Jess Waller are going to take you all the way to the top of the hour. Then, uh, Red Raider Doug, I'm sure he'll be happy to talk about his Raiders. As they, man, I'll tell you what, I think people might be sleeping on them, but the Raiders are playing some pretty damn good football. And they are uh, got a showdown I'm looking forward to. I believe it's the Sunday night game this coming week. They, they're they going to host the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, remember, they took the first game from the Chiefs. So, if the Chiefs drop that game, Justin, it gets real hairy real quick for the uh, for the Chiefs, who I think were just presumed division champions at the beginning of the year. Um, speaking of making your butt pucker... <laughs> Tell me about your bet that you sent me. Dude, I'd be honest with you. I thought you had it. And I was like, what is the... Let let me ask you something before you get into the actual bet. What you were doing there, was that a sign-up bet? Or was that... um, Uh, On that
1: site, they do certain promos that uh, it's their lock. And they uh, buy the rate down. And it was bought down to $100. And as you can see... what you already
0: had a an account this wasn't yes. like a, okay i see because after i got to thinking about it, i was like i wonder if that's some kind of a sign-up rate or and, it, and it's
1: probably one of their newer intros that still rolls around i don't know how long they last but uh it, it, it was a good deal and uh thankfully there was a bet limit because uh <laughs> i tried to push all in i said, that's easy money um i broke every rule in my uh gambling memoir so uh don't don't ever spend over a certain percentage of your bank uh set that percentage and stay to it weekly don't don't go over it i mean if you if you've got a hundred dollars don't spend more than 20 i mean you should keep you a roll so you can keep going um but uh as you grow that up it it gets a little bigger and don't do i always
0: have a rule that whatever i'm betting each game whatever the hell it is whatever i've decided and it doesn't matter if you're betting $5 a game, $50 a game, or $1,000 a game or more for some of the bigger high rollers. Every game, you should be betting the same amount. You should not just go, this is a great spread. Let me go in all on this because that's how you get screwed because something that seems too good to be true normally is. Now, what was the spread that they had out there again for it?
1: Okay, keep – well, first, this NFL game, line. Uh, this was a 13-and-a-half-point game. uh Packers were plus 13 and a half, Jaguars minus 13 and a half, obviously. Um, the rate was bought down to Packers to cover minus six and a half at plus 100, even money. Um, that was what, seven points lower than the actual game spread? Uh, so, yeah, it was very enticing. Um, and it was one of their promos, uh, at a $50 max bet. Uh put my $50 on it. And uh, yeah, the Packers won by four. So thanks for bringing that up today. I was hoping I'd sneak by. I was like, why did I text McGee? <laughs> I know I'll hear about this tomorrow.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but the, but the thing is, I just want to make it, sure there
1: wasn't any killer injury. Cause I'm like, man, why is this brought down to minus six and a half? What happened to Aaron
0: Rodgers snapping arm this morning? Here's the thing is that I, I, I was talking to my wife about this because obviously she has, she has a interest in the Jaguars and uh, she, she missed the game that's not breaking news. She always misses the game, <laughs> but she, she likes the Jaguars mainly because where she works at, they, they, uh, have a lot of interactions with current Jacksonville Jaguar players. They come in all the time. Uh, I think it's all realistically at Liberty to say about that. But, um, I was telling her, uh, that Keelan Cole, who, uh, she is friends with, and I've met several times. Um, they, I was telling her about the punt return for a touchdown that actually slipped my mind. I told her this morning, I said, by the way, he had two touchdowns, but the highlight of the, uh, of the punt return was on TV. We usually have the Sunday night game on mute. And then we watch something terrible on her TV. Right. And you know, with the volume up, um, by the way, something that was not terrible that we've watched into its entirety, I can, I can, uh, definitely, uh, give a thumbs up to The Queen's Gambit. If you have not seen that, it's trending on Netflix. Uh, it is very, very good. Justin, I'll
1: second that. It's a good movie or show, yeah. whatever
0: you call it. You, you have seen it? Yes. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so, anyways, we're watching that and this and that. And uh, I said, I told her, I said, you know, Justin. Uh, had the Packers my six and a half. She doesn't really understand a lot of the gambling, but I, I tell her where the show currently, by the way, the Sunday kickoff show, we pick three games a week. A couple of the guys have missed a week here and there. So that's why it's an even number. I'm about to tell you we are currently 18 and 10, which is
2: pretty damn good.
0: Really? That's just that's kind of unheard of because this is NFL. We, we don't even have college sprinkled in here, right? We went two and zero yesterday. Uh, Steven took the under on the Houston Cleveland game, and uh, I I had the Giants plus four and a half. It ended up being plus five at the at kickoff. But anyways, um, I was telling her, said man, man, Justin had him six and a half. I was like, I was like, I, I would have taken that. I, I was like, I don't know how in the hell that. Oh, that, there's a lot
1: of folks that lost money. I mean, how I, did that
0: I, sports book know that wasn't going to cover? because everything pointed to because because it was about a two touchdown spread in the world in the real world right it was, was like, it was 13 I was like, and a
1: half uh, I was like, I mean, I,
0: yeah I was like I how in the living hell did that not cover because Jacksonville's terrible and you cannot look for for instance you cannot predict the fact that Keelan Cole's going to have a 90 yard touchdown uh return things like that. And I was like that. Of all the games for them to to uh, dial down, I could have seen them doing the Patriots Ravens much more before I could ever see them doing Jaguars Packers. That the uh, the the Packers were my survival pick. I was puckering things at the, at the end of that game uh but the guy the well, there's two of us left justin and the guy that I'm going against the one that nobody knows I call him Mr. guess, cuz he's Steven's friend but I've never heard of him or never seen him so hell it might just be Steven's alter ego um <laughs> he, calls a well, he, he called himself the bearded <laughs> one like he called himself the bearded one on the freaking on the in the in the text message thing I'm like you've got a beard who the hell's the bearded one uh but anyways um it's just he and I, and I was like, why in the world did you pick the Packers, too? We know we're going to go another week. Because even if we both lose, the rules is, well, if, there's, if everybody loses its left, it just rolls over the next week. So thanks a lot. You just basically just wasted a week for us. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I, I pick someone next week that he has not picked. That way, I can just get... I want to I wanna win or lose this damn thing. I'm tired of this being dragged out. From Now we're going to go into week 11 with only two of us. It'd be a little different if there's three or four of us left, but with week 11... It's like, come on. Um, I almost want to do just – can we just do heads up? Uh, we'll each pick every game this week on who wins and loses and whoever gets the most wins, you know, walks away with it. But anyway well, – I mean, I'm
1: sure you haven't picked the Jaguars yet, so just pick them blind right now. Or is it a bye week?
0: <laughs> Why am I going to pick the Jaguars? I, I, I want to win. You said you wanted it
1: over, win or lose. No, I can I'm pretty much a, guarantee I'm you.
0: I'm going to pick a, I'm pick a <laughs> decent team that he, he has already picked that I have not picked. Gotcha. I'm not gonna lose my mind and pick the Jaguars.
1: Dude, did you see what they did in Lambeau Field to Air? Aren't Rogers? they playing
0: Baltimore this week? Yeah, that would definitely end it. <laughs> now, what would be great is if he hasn't picked Baltimore and he takes Baltimore and the Jaguars do actually beat him. Uh I'll be I'll be re recording this and putting it on the air next Monday. Um so my betting weekend. Okay, so I hit a parlay. It was just a two-team parlay, but still it was pretty good. Uh, I took the Lions on the money line to win. And whew, thank God they, that dude missed that extra, that field goal. Uh, Ho- Hopkins, even though Alex Smith played a really good game. And then I took the Panthers to hit the 21.5 team total. I felt like that was going to be an, a, a rather high-scoring game because now they barely cleared it. I think they got 23 or whatever. But I felt like they were going to get that team total because the Buccaneers had... Uh, had been like a seven or eight hour plane delay going into the game, uh, that morning. They, they didn't arrive in their hotels till midnight when they were supposed to be in Carolina, like 3 PM. So that was my thinking on that. So I hit that. Um, I, I almost took green Bay to be honest with you, but I ended up leaving it alone. um, and I had San Francisco plus 10.5, and that freaking went down. I thought for sure once Jameis Winston went in, there would be some interceptions going the other way, and they would end up uh, covering. But I, I, in a teaser, I did cover San Fran, but I, I never count those. Um, Boston College was another one that that one came down to the wire, and thankfully, Boston College ended up uh, – Getting a late score, and then when Notre Dame got the ball back, they were kind of threatening, but they ended up taking the air out of the ball. I was a little concerned that they were going to do the old, you know, we got to impress the pollsters thing. And I was going just just run the clock out, run the clock out. I was curious though did you did you have any skin in that Cleveland game? The Cleveland no. D- Man, I, would you I, be uh, mad or what if you were if you took Cleveland minus the points and, and home it runs out of bounds. Oh my I,
1: God. I put my uh allotted wagering in on uh Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, so I didn't make any other NFL bets. And then I was so pissed after that that I'm like, screw it. I'll start again tomorrow.
0: <laughs> the funny thing about the Notre Dame- I did hit
1: on the Masters, though, so I will get that. I, I got a, uh, I had a prop on uh, an American to win the Masters, hit on that, and uh, they had a big five package that uh, any of these five golfers win, and DJ was included. So, uh, I hit two there on the Masters, so it wasn't a complete waste yesterday.
0: I hit one on the Masters. I had uh, Brooks Kepka to do better than Bubba Watson for the entire tournament, and Kepko won that pretty easily, but it got evened out because I had Deshambo to do better than Dustin Johnson, and obviously that didn't work out. Uh, he was—I uh, mean, he was only 18 strokes uh, behind him. Uh, but, you know, I—I I took plus 17 and a half, so I barely—you know—I'm no, I'm joking. Uh, the uh, but the, the the thing about that Notre Dame game that I want to uh, circle back to real quick is so I had them plus 14 and a half. They they lost by 14. But that line went down dramatically. By kickoff on Saturday, it was uh, 11. And so there's a lot of people that, that lost out on that game because obviously there had to be been a boat ton of money to go in on Boston College for that thing to go down. Uh, I was surprised by the, by the Virginia-Louisville game. I did not pick that game, but Angelo had Louisville to win that game. They were getting four and a half. I, I thought they would cover at least. And they 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 lost pretty handily. What about that North Carolina game? North Carolina didn't cover, but more so the fact that Sam Howell had seven total touchdowns, 550 yards. I mean, what a freaking game that guy had!
1: I I tell you what, and I mean it has nothing to do with gambling, but South Carolina is going to be have a hard time filling that position when you're wedged in between up and coming Tar Heel football team that's actually relevant and Clemson. Yeah. Who wants to step off in that mess?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I know who I would go for if I'm South Carolina. I would do anything I could to bring Hugh Freeze in there. But I don't know if, if that's going to be his... Hugh Freeze might want to go take his chances up in Michigan land or something because uh, I just don't know. I'm with you. I, that's a You're going to have to get someone who is an up-and-coming coach at a smaller program that wants to take on that. That is not... I know it's an SEC school, but you're going to have a hard time recruiting.
1: And you're not you're, even a big just boy in your own but, state no more.
0: You're not just wedged between South Carolina, excuse me, Clemson and North Carolina. Straight adjacent to you is the Georgia Bulldog program. And, oh, by the way, the Florida Gators are right below you. So where are you recruiting from? That's going to be tough. And it's not like you're going to walk into East Tennessee and, and, and steal a bunch of players from uh, – from the volunteer program, the Gamecocks might be in for a long, long drought. That's that's all I see. Unless they have some weird pipeline we don't know about to California football or something, I don't know how they're going to get kids of uh, of of the of the caliber that they need to win in the SEC East to come to South Carolina. Um, that Chub thing though was so dumb. It was so dumb. I mean, dude, score the touchdown. Yeah, okay, you did that, and it was cute and everything, and you pissed off every one of their fantasy players. I don't have many uh, shares in Chubb, but I don't think it affected me. But I thought of the people who probably, you know, or it was in a DFS that might have picked them. And I've
1: got one. <laughs> it screwed me.
0: <laughs> did, it, did it make the difference in you winning or losing?
1: I haven't pulled it up this morning. I was frustrated about it.
0: Gotcha. Uh, but regardless – Well, don't worry. Next hour, we'll probably talk about it because that's all we do is go through everyone's scores and go, oh, look at this crap. That's pretty much what we do on Mondays with Doug. (laughs) Like, holy crap, I'd be mad if I was so-and-so, right? Um, But people are going to look at that Vanderbilt score and think that Vanderbilt played competitively. They did not. That game was a blowout, and they let two garbage touchdowns go in the end for Kentucky. So anyone who picked Kentucky to cover the spreads pissed off about that. Um, and then of course, most of the SEC was on vacation. So hopefully, hope, hopefully we get them all back this week. Cause that's going to be terrible. If, uh, we have to go through another week of what we just saw in the Southeastern conference, because going into this coming week, um, we're going to get Florida Vanderbilt. I mean, I don't care if they cancel that one. Uh, Kentucky, Alabama, eh. Tennessee, Auburn should be a good one. Mississippi State, Georgia, you never know. LSU, Arkansas, eh, that could be decent. Ole Miss, A&M, and then Missouri, South Carolina. I mean, there could be some pretty competitive games if if, if we get it all back. Vanderbilt might as well start acting like they got the Rona or something and just <laughs> Just shut down, quarantine West End, Nashville right now. It's not going to work out. Can you imagine what the score is going to be? It's not going to be enough. What whatever the spread is, it is not going to be enough. Florida is going can be a bazillion point favorite, and you're you're going to need a bazillion and a half to be able to cover the spread.
1: Where is that game, West End?
0: Yeah. <laughs> which doesn't realistically matter because are they even allowing yeah. fans there? Maybe, well, uh, they they were having they uh, would, a yeah. few in the
1: stands. That's true. Uh, it, it's it's at a percentage. To... I think it's capped at twenty. Once they go through a progressive state, but
0: they won't with even the... get twenty unless with, with
1: the pausing of the game. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how it is now. If it reverts back to plan A, which I think was ten thousand or ten percent,
0: it won't be enough. Uh, they, that's about a normal Vandy, unless the Florida Gators travel, which I don't see why they would in a pandemic. And it's that terrible game. Uh, unless they bring fans, I don't think you're going to get, it's a noon kickoff. Unless there's just a bunch of Gator fans that live on West end. I don't see how they're going to get to 20% capacity. That's just, no. I wouldn't. I'd be like, nah, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the sports bar. There's, there's got to be something better on at that time. Hell, I'd rather sit in a, I'd rather sit in a sports bar and watch LSU Arkansas than go to, a, to, watch Vanderbilt try to stop a dam from breaking. I mean, that's literally the levee breaking there, <laughs> everyone's running for their lives. Let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the NFL. Keep it locked in here on the armchair. Quarterback. We are the armchair quarterback show. Your first choice for Sports Talk Live from the First Coast.
2: On the boats and on the plains,
0: America. I'll be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. Fantasy Sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And of course, Major League Baseball, Basketball, Hockey, and Football are on the way. Go to DraftKings.com and listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. Oh,
1: wow, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a... Yeah, there it is, another flag on the play.
2: Multiple flags on the play. Holding, offense number 97. That penalty was declined. Touchdown. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct. Offense number 22. Penalty will be applied to the kickoff.
1: This has got to be one of the strangest calls... That son of a... You playing against Dick this week? Yeah. Could be worse, man. When I played against him, he ejected all my players.
2: What? Armchair. Oh,
0: that- Logger. The beer that brought the forest down.
2: I drive an exotic imported sports car. I eat exotic foreign food like Frankfurters and pizza. But when it comes to numbing my mind, I'm a patriot. I drink the beer that brought the forest down. I'm a lager man. And with the new 80 bottle trunk pack, you've got enough for the evening. Hey, it's happy
0: hour somewhere. Lager brings out the patriot in you.
2: Freedom is a road seldom traveled by the multitude.
0: The armchair quarterbacks ESPN radio's public enemy number one weekdays your first choice for sports talk here in the southeast
2: what happens when five eligible bachelors welcome a little girl into their lives hey it's my turn in the bathroom non-stop hilarity my five uncles hey gina welcome to your new home you sleep in there and we all sleep in here the show that shows family values exist even in unconventional families oh what are you guys doing in there taking hilarious comedy in a whole new funny direction i don't get it why don't any of you guys have a steady girlfriend i'm an emotionally abused orphan can i get in on any of these group hugs my five uncles thursday nights on lsbc
0: I could while away the hours, conferring
1: with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And
0: my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. You're riding Morning Shotgun, your first choice for sports talk here on the first coast, only on Armchair. With the thoughts
1: you'd be thinking you could be another Lincoln if you only had a
2: brain. Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Power,
0: drinking. Hit it, put in the wall, drinking. All right, Monday morning on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Appreciate you riding shotgun with us here every weekday morning. Justin Waller and I take me to the top of the hour in the Red uh, Red Raider jug, uh, Red Raider Doug uh, will join us as he'll be braggadocious about his... uh, I I think he beat me in fantasy football, too, so he'll be bragging about a lot of things. Um, Justin, Titans, Colts, in the state of the division, which is realistically just that I mean, those are the only two teams. The Jaguars and Texans can't buy a win nowadays, even though they threatened against two pretty good football teams. Um, you got Tennessee going to Baltimore this week. And the Colts hosting the Packers. And then the following week, they face each other again in a rematch. Again, in uh, that, that game will be in Indianapolis. It's not looking good because I'll tell you what. The Indianapolis Colts flat out beat the brakes off the Titans physically in that first game. That's what I saw. I also saw a terrible kick game that just reared its ugly head. If, if there's ever a game that you could say, maybe even though you were physically dominated, maybe you would have had a chance if it wasn't for, I mean, we're talking about a 17 yard shank, a block punt, a missed field goal. That right there equates to about the 17 point, uh, loss that, that the Titans endured. Are you looking up or down at this and thinking to yourself, Okay, either A, we just need help, and the Colts drop games, or is Tennessee going to be able to write the ship and go into Indianapolis and, and get a win?
1: I mean, I think Arthur Smith's got to quit being cute. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up. I think you've got to get back to uh, what got you here. And uh, as Tony would say again, RTDB. I mean, you, you know what's coming. I heard, it, I heard it this morning on a, on a local show, uh, a, a comment that w- that was made, and it, it wasn't the intent of what they were talking about, but it was Arthur Smith trying to make Ryan Tannehill the MVP versus letting the MVP just run the, the football. Sorry, I had to catch myself there. Um, yeah, let, let, let's quit being cute. This, this is Pete Carroll on the one-yard line for a Super Bowl. Give it to peace mode. Um, it, get back to the basics. Now you got to swap it up. Henry likes to run left. The, the, the loss of Lawan is really hurting there. So maybe you need to get creative with your formations and, and figure out how to get him some comfort. Um, but Hey man, keep blasting game in there, give him a lead back. And I don't care if they know what's coming or not run the football.
0: I don't understand why they continue to get away from Derek Henry, even when it works. Uh, I do understand that you have to give him a break. You have to give him a breather. And of course, the one drive, they were moving the ball and, and he, and he took to, himself out. He he took himself out because it looked like that he was banged up. And okay, I get that. But that doesn't mean you totally abandon the run. And you've got to find a way to get a first down when, when Derrick Henry's not on the field. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about even not using the play action. You've got to find a way. You
1: cannot force this defense into three and outs. This defense cannot sustain that amount of time on the football field. This is a bend-don't-break defense, and the Titans, if they're going to be successful, what they saw in the first five games – They were getting turnovers. They're not getting that now. So now the offense must prevent them from being on the field too long. They they cannot have these quick three and outs. I mean, you've got to sustain some drives. Okay, maybe you're not putting points on the board, but they have got to put three or four first downs together and change field position and give this defense a chance to pin its ears back, be aggressive, and uh, get some more turnovers. This defense is not built like Dean Peases of the past two seasons.
0: No, this defense is trash, uh, essentially. Yeah. it's uh, This defense is not going to win a Super Bowl, but you're just trying to get in the playoffs to have a successful year. Uh, this defense is going to let you down big time in January. We know that. We know this defense is not going to go into Kansas City and get a W. It's just not going to happen. Can you imagine what that's going to be like if they make it that far? Um, I would say this defense is probably going to get ripped to pieces by the Pittsburgh Steelers again. They played w- well in that second half, but if they play the Steelers again in the playoffs, they're probably going to get ripped to shreds. Uh, they might be able to hang in with the with the Ravens because the Ravens are pretty one-dimensional, and you don't have a big-time receiver that that, that worries the hell out of you so you can cheat a little bit against the Ravens. But I, I wonder if this team would even beat the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs. This team is uh, the, the defense... Is, is the glaring issue. The offense is playing well, but you almost you almost feel like you have to have zero mistakes offensively to be able to win the game. You, you almost need to go ahead and release the punter because you're not going to punt ever again, right? Well,
1: well that's just an odd thing because... You had Ryan Allen, who was punting for us and and was okay and successful with, let's don't gloss over how important it is that you're Pro Bowl punter. And I know a lot of people don't talk about Pro Bowl punters, but Pro Bowl punters eliminate turnovers. And those shanked punts that Daniel kicked against the Colts, that was turnovers. Right. One of them legitimately was, and the shank might as well have been, because they had it at the 30. A 17-yard punt is a turnover.
0: You gave them
1: back-to-back turnovers. Unless it's
0: intentional, right? Unless you're kicking from 35, a 17-yard punt is a turnover. And the punt, I still say that that was the punter's fault. I looked back at it, and I went back and rewound it. He took four steps almost. It was three and a half steps. So four steps. In the NFL, there are very few punts that are going to get off in four steps. There just are. I, I got to burn
1: a sorry dude because it won't be as funny later. But, Daniel, sorry, dude. Not only are you probably getting fired from the Titans, your offensive coordinator's father is the CEO of FedEx, your day job. You're probably losing that one too. Good job, man.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, I, think it was, I, I think it was my I don't know much on Friday. Anyways, at some point on Friday or Saturday, I made the comment that, you know, you know, the good news for FedEx is that they're getting one of their better drivers back in time for the holiday season because that, that guy cannot be on the, on the freaking – he cannot, he cannot, he cannot be on on the roster. He's terrible. And, oh, he's sorting
1: mail for at least a couple of days. I mean, he's got to get a little punished, but they took him off the road. I mean, he's got to sort packages. Well, he'll be somewhat of
0: a celebrity. People, you know, don't will they'll send him to the Indianapolis market and say, look,
1: yeah, that's a good one there. Cause he's uh you know, he was a punter out of Knoxville. Like go ahead and get your jokes in there. He was a volunteer. Um,
0: well, I'm thinking more of if you send him to the Indianapolis area, he, he's going to be a celebrity for a couple of weeks. So, you know, every time he drops off a package, he'll, you know, he'll be signing an autograph because Colt fans are probably huge fans of him right now. Um,
1: Actually, a local kid from not far away from me. Uh, just a little local story there, but nobody else cares about that. So, so.
0: well, he 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 might. Sorry, we need,
1: broke up there for a moment, man. The internet went unstable.
0: He might uh, want to uh, give you a call because I think he I think he's, he's going to need a, a local job. He, I don't know if he can go back to FedEx in Tennessee because people are going to be looking for him. He needs to be a little incognito, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: He, Better not be showing up and deliver a package to my house this week, so I'm going to call him out.
0: <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A FedEx package ends up in Tennessee, and every Titan fan is going to be going, is that, that, that's him, man. That's him. Uh, he needs to lay low for a minute. Um, I don't know what that one week of NFL football paid, but hopefully it pays him for a few weeks of reprieve and just at least enough in time to you know grow himself a billy goat beard. Uh, the AFC West – Rams beat the Seahawks. So it gets a lot tighter. And then of course the Arizona Cardinals pull, I mean, you talk about a rabbit out of the hat, an unbelievable, that's one of the best catches I have ever seen for a Hail Mary that not necessarily the Hail Mary in general. But the catch that the D hop had to make to secure that catch, that's one of the best I've ever seen in my life. So looking at that division. Dude, if this
1: ain't 2020 staring at this, they're all six and three, and then the 49ers set four and six. Who would have thunk that?
0: And the 49ers were dangerously close to being five and five. At the beginning of that game, they were rolling, and then they just kind of let everything fall apart. San Francisco is just not going to get any kind of consistent offense, and they'll eventually fade fade to the back. But the Cardinals are in the catbird seat right now because they're also two and zero in the division. So, and there's a huge game this this Thursday night. In case people have slept on this, the Cardinals and Seahawks play again. So that is a huge game for Seattle because they lost the first game against the Cardinals. If they lose another one, they're essentially going to be two games behind them. And the Rams just keep plodding away and no one's really paying attention to them, but they're six and three and the Rams are playing solid football across the board right now in your gut instinct. Who who do you think has the inside track to win that thing?
1: I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they got the better defense, and I think down the stretch, yeah, that's where it's going to come in. But, man, it's hard to bank and bet against Russell Wilson. Uh, I've done it, it is, too many times, and he, is, he has made me pay, but that defense is not uh, the legion of boom that we're accustomed to.
0: Whoever wins this Thursday night's game, I'm, I'm giving the edge to that. Because if Arizona – I would realistically say I've got to go with Russell Wilson, but if Arizona gets what would essentially be a two game lead on Russell Wilson, then I really think this game is for the division. I still think the Rams have a decent shot, but give me Kyler Murray over Jerry Goff any day of the week. True, sure. Kyler Murray. He, what was it? He ran for a touchdown in now six consecutive games and no quarterback's ever done that, which surprises me because, you know, Michael Vick's of the world. I
1: was going to say, I would have thought Vick would have done that.
0: Post-Super Bowl era. In other words, don't don't at me with some game that, you know, uh, you know, Sling and Sammy Ball had back in the 1950s or something. Post, Post-Super post Bowl era, you know, don't tell me how the, you know, the Chicago Atta Boys back in 1922, you know, ran six clouds in a, uh, six inches in a cloud of dust football. I'm talking about since modern football, uh, I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised Lamar Jackson didn't do it last year in his MVP season. I just would have assumed six does not seem like that many, but yeah, it, it, he, he broke some kind of a record. It was first time ever, uh, six consecutive games. So there's that. And then real quick, the AFC North before we have to hit our sorry dudes, um, the AFC North, uh, it's going to be difficult for anyone to catch the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm not really focusing on that. What I'm focusing on is the fact that the Cleveland Browns are 6-3 with the Ravens, and they are in prime position to make a real run. And what we're really looking at here in the big scheme of the AFC, one, two, three, four, five teams in in the AFC are six and three far cry from what's going on in the NFC East. Go giants. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) five teams are six and three. And then of course you also have the, you know, the chiefs, Steelers and Buffalo, who is better than six and three. So right now if the playoffs started, um, I believe, yeah. Well, right now, technically, Cleveland would be on the outside looking in at six and three. That's a ripper.
1: You'll have to refresh my memory. But what is our playoffs this season? Is it two from each division? Are we doing like baseball, and then you have two wild cards? Or is it just it's supposed three to divisional be, winners? It's
0: supposed to be uh, your divisional winners – and then four oh no, sorry, three wild cards because there's four divisions. So you're supposed to have seven. But gotcha. they keep reminding you that every time someone says that there's only going to be seven in each conference, they keep reminding you that if there's any kind of COVID outbreak or whatever, they have to shut down a bunch of games and they have to push it to another week or just cancel games, they're going to go to eight, which I think is gonna be more likely.
1: So I can't keep up with have we or haven't we gone to eight yet. That's what's confusing. They haven't
0: officially yet, but I think it's going to happen because as the COVID numbers spike, you got to figure at least one or two of these games are going to get canceled, and that's all it's going to take. That's all it's going to take, which which sucks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're sitting at 9-0, and and you're going to have to play that first weekend? You should get reward. I'm sorry, but they should just go to – Seven teams are getting in. If you get left out because of winning percentage, it is what it is. I still think they should open up one extra weekend and just say, look, we're going to play an extra weekend. We'll go from there. And that's it. Right. Um, There's no need to add a, a team. Because a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who might be sixteen and zero, or fourteen and two or fifteen and one, they shouldn't have to play that first weekend. It's it's just you've always been rewarded. It, it, it's BS that you're not getting rewarded. If the Saints or the Packers end up going fourteen and two or whatever, they shouldn't have to play that first round. They right now they would have to play the Green Bay pack. Uh, the Green Bay Packers would have to play Chicago Bears in the first round. Should they win? Yeah, probably, but hell, that's not a gimme. You know, and so I, I just feel like, especially with they're not being fans in the stands and whatnot, what are we gaining by, by, you're already going to have a boat ton of games that first weekend. You're going to get three, three triple headers on Saturday and Sunday, which normally we would only get double headers. That's, that's already, I'm not gonna say it's too many, but you could argue that it's too many. You don't need like a quadruple header, man. My God, quadruple header. You don't need that. I mean, you'd have to start them at noon, 3, 6, and we're going to play a West Coast game out at 9 or something. Either that or, you're, or you have to double up or you're going to have to have a Monday night football game. I don't know what they're going to do if they, if they end up doing all those games, but. NFL playoff football should feel special that you're in, not just it shouldn't feel like basketball and hockey where it's like, okay, we didn't suck. We know that because we got in the playoffs. NFL playoffs should be you did something. I I know NFC East is going to have a bad team, but that's just the luck of the draw of that division this this year. I just don't think we need eight teams. And hell, the NFC East has been terrible for years. So everyone keeps saying this is real 2020, and they'll pull up the. I keep seeing these tweets. This is this is 2020. If I've ever seen it, and the losing record for the NFC East. I'm like, it's always got a losing record. Or if they do have a winning record, they're like nine and seven or nine six and one. They're never. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the NFC East had like a 14 and two team. They're always down around there. For the longest time, they tried to sell it to us. Like they were the SEC, like they were knocking each other off. Now everyone's seeing for what it is. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, all right, man. Now you're playing outside your division, and uh, you're not getting wins. You can't tell us how you're just too tough for each other." Anyways, um, it's a it's a lot to digest because that that Baltimore, Cleveland, Tennessee Colts. Miami, someone's getting left out of the playoffs. Raiders, somebody's getting left out of the playoffs. So there needs to be a sense of urgency from everybody because there for a minute, I was like, you know what, Tennessee's probably going to win the division. It's not going to matter. Now the the division is not necessarily there for them.
1: Sorry, dude, I don't mean to leave you hanging. Again, yeah, but we I'm having internet over here. I missed about half of that. I apologize. Sorry, dude. I'll kick off the next segment.
0: Alright. We're at sorry dude. What you got?
1: Uh to my JT Daniels this morning. Sorry dude. Good luck with them job
0: interviews. Uh Buffalo Bills. Sorry, dude. That is a terrible, terrible way to lose a football game in any any way. But to have to lose to those two guys, Kyler Murray and D-Hop, who might be one of the best. By the way, Houston Texans fans, I'm going to throw this one out there. Sorry, dude. You gave up a second-round pick and a running back who who is, the nicest way I can say is past his prime for D-Hop. No one in a Houston uniform is making that catch ever. What else you got?
1: Uh, Will Must Champ? All right, dude. Hope the XFL works out.
0: Jim Harbaugh. Sorry, dude. I hope, I hope you Must Champ find. Uh, I guess one can be offensive coordinator, one can be defensive coordinator,
1: and their head coach can be uh, Bill LeBron
0: I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> is uh, Stoops still going to be in the league? Then good coach for him.
1: Hey, whether they fire him or not, uh, the Michigan players have already fired Jim Harbaugh because uh, they, they're not mentally into anything this year. Oh. You, you can say it's on coaching and take it all you want. Those players have tuned out. they fired that stuff.
0: They got absolutely just drug across the field. But you know what? That's that's what happened to him the year before. They're physically not good enough to go up against the likes of
1: said a million Wisconsin. He is the Butch Jones of the Big Ten. He can play as a David, but not as a Goliath. That's the only way they're ever going to be.
0: Well, I don't he, think he, he has doesn't that. have
1: the mental fortitude to be able to flip that switch and go in and dominate schools. They can't go to Ohio State. Well, let me ask you Ohio this. State walks into a when stadium. was the last
0: time oh. you remember Michigan being a big time recruiting guru? In other words, I don't ever remember Michigan having a big time recruiting year. And that stuff adds up over the years when you're getting even Wisconsin bumps her way into the top 15 every once in a while who
1: was it? Was it Brady Hope that was head coaching when Appalachian State knocked him off? Uh, it's been 10, 12 years ago on opening day. It seems like it's gone downhill. I forget who the coach was at that point, but on it was the a, on Appalachian, Appalachian State, State,
0: State. That man, that's actually been closer to fifteen years ago. I want to say that was 07.
1: But I feel like that was that's kind of the turning point, and it's just that's the last time I I remember Michigan was up at the top or close to it, and well, uh, so it, it's is, been at least fifteen years.
0: The problem is their athletes have not gotten better since 2006. Ohio State continues to recruit at the level of a Nebraska. I mean, excuse me, Nebraska. Of an Alabama. Uh, There's no way that you can expect those athletes to compete against Ohio State. I think they might be a little delusional of, of what Michigan football is, to be honest with you because we all know that they're one of the best learning institutions in the country, and are they just Vanderbilt disguised in much better
2: uniforms?
1: I'm, I'm not buying that crap. I mean, hell, if, if it's the academic school that it all touts that it is, then I would think a sideline on 50 players with a higher IQ would have better mental football IQ and mental toughness and understand and be better prepared but uh, apparently well I that's mean not if that the were the, the
0: case. case then Vanderbilt would win the Southeastern Conference once in our life
1: you got to have an athletic director that agrees that football is important and sports are important here they, they, they well, don't that's have that. that's saying. a completely if, different if argument you with look at, if you
0: look at Michigan they are behind the times their facilities based on
1: their stadium they no, well, the big house to
0: West End. Their facilities are behind the times. Okay. The Michigan facilities are famously uh, behind, obviously, Ohio State, but I always hear them talk about how Penn State, Wisconsin, even Michigan State got some kind of a grant to build something here in the next couple of years, and Michigan is is just kind of sitting on their laurels. I I really think they're a team that has – they're still – you're living in the past, man.
1: You think Tom Brady saves them? Tom Brady's going to retire and go coach Let's Tom about Brady's
0: that? not going to coach Tom, If Tom Brady ever coached He'd be in the National Football League But Tom Brady's not going to coach I think, Tom Brady, no. I think Tom Brady Will spend the rest of his time You know cruising around the world With you know Giselle showing up at the Kentucky Derby Every once in a while Hey remember that dude was like the best on the planet Um You got anything else That's it for me sir Who wins Monday Night Football tonight Big game, Bears versus uh, Vikings. Should be a good
1: one. I'll take the Bears plus three and a half. I don't know who wins it outright, but I'm, I'm going to take Is the Bears. Is that the
0: line they're at this morning, three and yes. a half? That's interesting. Plus
1: 350 on the money line if you're feeling good about the Bears. I'm not feeling that good. I want the I've points.
0: i never felt good about the Bears ever.
1: <laughs> I'm worried about the offense of the Vikings, but I'm hoping at home in Chicago uh, – maybe that defense can slow them down and give Foles a chance. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that the uh, I'm hoping the weather's not terrible and we get like a good football game. Um I know they're calling for cold weather. I don't know what the wind's going to be like. I can't imagine a windy game with Kirk Cousins and Nick Foles would turn out to be very good. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I, I I probably need Adam Thielen to do a few things. All right, brother. We'll see you manana. Uh, great, great job. And uh, we'll be reacting to tomorrow to to the game. I want to say it may be next week, but I, I, I feel like the NCAA uh, committee's lists should be coming out if it's if it's not today i mean excuse me if it's not tomorrow then it's the following week because uh we're coming up on it all right uh red raider doug is on his way when we come back we're going to talk about the afc west fantasy football and a whole hell of a lot more we'll be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks cbs
2: sports radio
0: you're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on
1: CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Rising up, back on the street now.
0: Good morning, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Jacksonville Jaguars almost upset Green Bay in Lambeau Field. It wasn't from a lack of trying, especially by. Keelan Cole.
1: Out across the 15-20 on the left, number's 30, gets a hold of the 40-yard line, cuts to the 50! Chris Claybrook's left side has the punter to beat, jukes him to the right, goes down the left side, Keelan Cole with the punt return for
0: touchdown. Keelan Cole would also hook up with Jake Luton. For a 14 yard touchdown catch later on
1: looking throws over the middle caught touchdown Keelan Cole his second score of the day and a Lambeau lead for Keelan Cole who sits on the edge in the end zone at Lambeau field
0: Green Bay would escape by the skin of their teeth winning 24 to 20 against the now one and eight Jaguars what an incredible game out in the desert Here were the final seconds in what is definitely the play of the year so far. Chuck
2: up. Murray out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Murray keeps it downfield. It is caught! It is caught! DeAndre Hopkins! Miraculous! It's Murray magic! Four defenders in the air is the man who comes away with
0: it. The Cardinals would win the game 32-30, improving to 6-3 as the Bills fall to 7-3. The rest of the games real quick, Browns, Dolphins, Lions, Giants, Raiders, Rams, Saints, Steelers, and Patriots all win on Week 10. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks' On these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today.
1: fall and kick off happiness with Hoffer grapefruit and pomegranate beer. Log on to kickoffhappiness.com for your chance to win a cool custom cooler with Hoffer swag, including your favorite team's jersey. Look for the Hoffer displays at your local retailers for great savings on Hoffer grapefruit and pomegranate. And learn more about the sweepstakes at kickoffhappiness.com. See site for official rules. Must be 21 or older. Brewed and bottled in Germany. Imported by Radeberger Group USA. Norwalk, Connecticut. Always enjoy responsibly.
2: Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get
1: your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is,
0: learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace.
1: Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway, contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two hour grocery delivery now with Prime. You're riding shotgun with the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here weekdays streaming on the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Download it today.
2: Your first choice for sports talk here on the first coast. There must be some kind of way out of here. We gotta start with a group selfie. Um, excuse me, didn't Ellen do this like three years ago? Hey, does Tay Diggs follow you on Twitter? No, but Craft Singles does.
0: Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterback's radio show, Red Ranger Doug! No ball cap today, I like it. Uh, I turned you down. I always do that when I go to break because I never, I never know if I'm going to get a smoker's cough from you. Uh, how are you today, sir? <laughs> good.
2: Doing good. Thank you. Um, uh, is that a new shirt? Uh, yeah, just a updated shirt for this year from their, from their website. I like it. <laughs> so let's start there
0: without further ado. The Oakland, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders are sitting at six and three. We were just talking about this on the other side of the hour. Uh, They are one of five teams in this AFC that are sitting at six and three, which is unbelievable when you look at that compared to the NFC. You have five teams at six and three, and none of them are guaranteed that they're going to go on to make the playoffs. About, I'd say the only two teams that you can go ahead and book it for the playoffs would be the Steelers and the Chiefs, as they're both sitting at a combined total of, what, one loss? Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win their divisions, but they're going to make the playoffs. So then you've got a mess in the NFC. I'm excuse me, in the in the AFC. Before we get into that, though, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the game yesterday uh, once again, I tried to get a freaking uh, Raiders clip this morning and once again, every Raiders clip I found either had no audio where it was just like background, it was just, you know, their fake background noise or it, it was music playing. So I, it, it did me no good to, to, uh, to record it. I keep trying to get a freaking Raiders uh, clip. I guess I'm gonna have to go a deeper dive than than where I normally go. I don't know what the hell that's about. Some of us have the rights to that, but anyways, uh, I mean, hell, they they got the rights to everything else I record. I, I just ignore it. Uh, <laughs> they will come in and tell me this part of your video has been muted because such and such music has claimed it. I go, whatever, dude. You're coming at me four days later. No one's watching my sh- no one's watching a rerun of my show four days later. M- mute that part. I don't give a damn. You know, whatever. Um, anyways. Um, the game yesterday and the clip that I wanted to play that I could not believe. I was like, man, I found the clip and then it was just music playing over it. But the clip that I wanted to play was the interception towards, I believe it was towards the end of the first half. It was 10 to six. In the interception that the Raiders had, uh, I believe it was, what is that kid's name? Um, end of the second quarter. Let me see here. Um, I thought Trevor I had his Heath? name. What's his name? Heath. Heath. I think, yes. Heath. 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 Yes. Heath. I knew it. I knew it was a candy bar name. Um, Heath picks off the pass right before that. Heath was the one that they called the flag on the offensive lineman as he acted his way into a, a, a holding call because Locke walked into the end zone. That holding call, by the way, was a trash call because it had nothing to do with what was going to happen on the play. Locke was going to score. I feel like that was one of those ones that the, that the, uh, the, uh, the referee should have put in his pocket. But kudos to the kid for drawing the foul, because look, if if you can get some senile old bastard to throw a flag because he doesn't understand that that that's one you know that, that you swallow so to speak, then kudos to him. And then the very next play, he gets the interception. That was the turning point of the game. Because if you go into the half and you're down thirteen to ten, you're in a dog fight. You're in a yeah. flat out dog fight. And instead, they come out and. The beginning of the uh, third quarter, um, they come out and score 10 points, 10 answer points in the third quarter, making at that point 20 to six. And then at that point, the game just got out of hand. Uh, the Raiders added a few more. They went 37 to 12. The Broncos finally get in late in the game, get, in, get into the end zone. Uh, but it was too little too late as uh, I believe it was Hamilton caught, caught a touchdown pass from Locke at the time. I was worried about it fantasy-wise, and I thought that was K.J. Hamler, and it wasn't. I was like, ooh, thank God. <laughs> I, was, I was going up against him in a, in a, a DFS situation. But anyways, uh, looking back on that game, did you get a chance to, to watch much of that game, or were you fall victim to the uh, red zone?
2: No, I actually, I watch it in its entirety. So
0: Okay. Do you have the, the DirecTV at your house, or do you have access to it through I, someone else?
2: I, well, yeah, I, I go through... Um, there's a, a Raiders Nation service that runs all their games on... Uh, you can run them through YouTube. You just pay a, a base subscription price because I do a, 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 a podcast for the Raiders Nation, so... And then I just stream the service through the Raiders Nation. They have an online service.
0: Really? Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah then- it runs a the, uh, the uh, podcast and then I just I can run just their games. It's not it's not all games, it's just Raiders games.
0: No, I get that, but regardless, it's highly illegal and that's cool that you found it. Uh, because if you're if you're sitting in Jacksonville, Florida and you're not paying for the NFL ticket and you're getting the game any other way, then what they're doing is not legal and good for, and, and good for y'all. It's just like I'm a part of a Facebook group, um, Atlanta Braves Facebook group, and and they stream the game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the Braves game. I, yeah. I still end up getting the, the baseball package because it's not that expensive on the internet, and I'd rather have access to it always. Because sometimes these people they lose their feed and or some guy has to work that night and some other clown comes in and they got their phone sitting there and you'll see people walking back and forth in front of the TV as opposed to a direct stream. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not going to work. But I would love to find one of those for the, uh, uh for the Titans, but I've not found a way to stream a Titans game I always have to catch it on red zone unless it's the national game of the week where they show their ass on a Thursday night kind of thing. Right. Uh, so yeah. anyways, <laughs> so I always, pull, I always I always, I always had to fall prey to man. I hope this is a, I hope they're not. Cause it, cause if they play the same time as the Jaguars, there we're never going to get that game on TV. It's just not going to happen. They play yeah. we, and la yesterday. I, I mentioned this on Twitter and I'm still pretty pissed off about it. We had some pretty good game set up for, for the, uh, for the late slate. And we get stuck with the trash that was Steelers, Bungles, and Dolphins, Chargers. Nothing against Steelers and nothing against the Dolphins. And if they were playing each other, I'd be fine watching that game. But I'm watching the Bungles who have no shot in hell making the playoffs. And the same thing with the Chargers. And that would be one thing if there wasn't something better and you're just, okay, let's watch an exciting Cincinnati team that's young, same thing with the Chargers. Okay, I don't hate doing that. But when you're constantly getting reminded that, oh, by the way, what you are missing is Bills, Arizona on one station that could have been picked, that was the Fox game game. Of the week, and and instead the the morons in Jacksonville pick pick the Steelers because I guess they figured the Steelers are popular or whatever. But come on, and then the other game as opposed to I know and I get it. The Dolphins were in Florida, but that game sucked. Okay, there, there was nothing exciting about that game. We 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 get stuck with that, and the AFC game that you could have had. or I'm sorry. The AFC game you could have had was Buffalo. The NFC game you could have had was Rams versus Seahawks. Two very big time legitimate games. Hell, I would have rather seen the Raiders Broncos and obviously the game turned into a terrible blowout, but in theory it's a better game. And I'm like, Jacksonville, you dropped the ball again. So we have to watch the Jaguars versus Packers is the first game. And then, if you don't have the red zone, I, I do have the red zone. But if you don't have the red zone, you got stuck between with choosing between the 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 Bungles versus Steelers, or the uh, or the other game, uh, the the Dolphins Chargers. I'm like, really? We couldn't get at least one of these. Even if you want to show Steelers Bengals on one, can we get can we get the Rams Seahawks on the other? Or if if you if you feel like you have to show the Dolphins. Can we get the other game on? I mean, come on. Work with me. <laughs> Terrible.
2: Yep. But that that just goes to, I'm
0: telling you right now, the people that run the local television station in Jacksonville are incompetent as hell for a lot of reasons. But when it comes to picking their, their football games, because a lot of times they get a choice. People don't realize this. They get a choice. And they are incompetent Is all get out. Trying to figure out what the what you know what the public watches. If the Jaguars aren't playing here in Jacksonville and people are watching football, they're probably into fantasy football. And there's not a whole lot of stuff to get you excited about the games I just mentioned. When you have Buffalo and Arizona playing, that's all I'm saying. Um, all right, moving on from that, um, they got a big game this this coming weekend. It's going to be Raiders versus the almighty chiefs and this time you get them at home. Yeah. And this time I believe it's Sunday night. Uh, if yeah. it's not, it's Monday night. I know it's a night game because I saw it in passing yesterday. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Unless you know, Jacksonville decides to put uh, you know, figure skating on instead. Yeah. It's a Sunday night game. Chiefs versus Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> they will interrupt it because you know, slow Joe Biden's going to do a speech or something. They'll like, oh, we'll take this off the air. So we have to make you watch, make you watch this junk. Um, we've actually got two really good night, three really good night games in week 11 of the National Football League. Listen to this slate. It doesn't get any better than this. Thursday and I had talked about this earlier, Cardinal Seahawks, right? So you yep. got to be excited about that. If nothing else, man, your fantasy football team's got to be involved somehow. Chiefs Raiders. Is Sunday night. That's a fun one. And then Monday night is Rams versus Buccos. So we've got three extraordinarily good games. Damn you, COVID. Stay away from those games. And if you got to take something yep. out, take out the Jets and Chargers this week, okay? And take out the Lions and Panthers. Take out the Bengals versus the Redskins. Oh, take God. out the Eagles-Browns. Dolphins-Broncos. But leave those games alone. Leave those alone. Leave the Packers Colts alone. Leave Titans Ravens alone. I don't give a damn what you do with Patriots Texans. You can knock all those out. And Jacksonville would probably love it if you, if there was a COVID outbreak, they have to play the Steelers this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's in Jacksonville though.
2: Yep. (laughs) Look out. They're hot. Look out. Jacksonville almost pulled off the big W in green Bay. Okay. Yeah, almost. Being the key word. Tell you
0: what, if uh, if moral victories was a thing, Jacksonville would be around the cusp of the playoffs right now. Um,
2: oh yeah, What it could have, should have. They they would be on top. <laughs>
0: Did you catch the game last night, by the way? That was terrible. That rain, that was absolutely terrible. That game gets played in normal circumstances. Ravens win that game 9 out of 10 times. That was the only way you were going to get Cam Newton to upset the Ravens. I am not. I wouldn't be concerned if I'm a Ravens fan. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to find a way to make the playoffs. and
2: They'll make the playoffs, but boy, they are... Less, I mean, they've lost, what, 3 out of 5 of their last games?
0: Well, I think what the issue with, with them is this. I'm surprised it didn't happen. This is what I thought would happen last year because remember Lamar Jackson took over at the tail end of 2018, right? And they were running the hell out of the ball and they were dangerous. They got in the plus, they got knocked out. I was like, "Well, you're going to give them an off season. These defensive coordinators are going to figure out how to stop you." And it didn't happen last year. It wasn't until they got until they ran into Tennessee in the playoffs where at the time Tennessee had a really good run defense. They don't this year, but they had a really good run defense and and, and they thwarted them. But the Ravens – I mean, the Ravens only have three losses. They've lost two of their last three. And or then two of their last three, sorry. And their first loss was to the Chiefs way back in week three. Um, but what I'm seeing is, especially if you have no weather – the dumb, most dumbfounding thing that the, that the Baltimore Ravens did in the offseason – whether it's via the draft or via free agency, they did nothing about the fact that they have no wide receivers. Hollywood Brown is as overrated bunch of garbage as I've ever seen. You can't blame this all on Lamar Jackson. Hollywood Brown is never open. It's only like if there's a play action that sucks the entire secondary into your backfield that that Marquise Brown is open. So I think he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver three at the best. They had opportunities to add good receivers to their team during the draft and, and, you know, envious free agency. They did nothing. And so, I mean, that's a team that really should have thought about bringing in Antonio Brown, to be honest with you. Yeah. The Buccaneers didn't need another No, they have 47 wide receivers out on that team now. But the Ravens should have stepped up. I think that was more Harbaugh not wanting a person like Antonio Brown in his locker room. Yeah. But that's what I see from Baltimore. But you look at them down the stretch, they're going to have a couple of tough games, Titans and Steelers. But they have, these are, in my opinion, wins in their back pocket. The Cowboys at home. The Jaguars at home and the Giants at home. Those are three wins right there. That gets them to nine and seven at the worst. They're going to play the Bengals on the road and the Browns on the road. I think they win one of those games. Yeah. So that gets them to 10 W's and that's not counting Titans and Steelers. If they get, figure out a way to win one of those games, they're 11 and five. They're, they're not going to win the division, but they're going to be fine. I, I'm sure right now the sky's falling on ESPN. Oh my God, they lost! And man, Cam Newton's a MVP candidate again. Give him the give him the trophy. No, <laughs> first of all, no. Cam Newton rode the coattails of trick plays and a decent running game last night, and the defense of New England stepping up for once. Yeah, that's all that yeah, but, is. Yeah,
2: I was going I was gonna say just. Uh, The story of that game really isn't Cam Newton, uh, and really it's just Damian Harris had a fantastic game offensively for them. When they decide
0: to give him the ball, he does have good games. The problem is, and this has been going on for how long in New England? You can't blame this all on freaking Brady anymore. This is Belichick football. You can never consistently figure out if they're going to give it to the New England, which were New England running back. Even down the stretch, they were giving it to Barkhead. So what the hell was that about? You cannot rely on what quarterback, I mean, excuse me, what running back they're going to use, and you can't rely on what receiver they're going to use. Even if Cam Newton has a good game, I don't—I couldn't tell you with throwing a dart who's going to be the guy who, who gets the most targets. He still That's- is a terrible thrower. That first down that they got late in the game where he threw it to the receiver, He was right there at the, at the first down marker and he, and he caught the ball and he fell backwards to get the first down. And that essentially led to them being able to eat more clock off. And it made it impossible for the, especially once the Ravens got the ball back, there was a monsoon opened up for about 10 minutes. And that, that was it. But even that pass, that pass was around the receiver's ankles. He caught it and fell backwards, but it was a terrible pass. A terrible for an NFL quarterback who's six foot five and he's throwing down trajectory like that. You would think he was throwing off a mound. I mean, he threw a split finger fastball that somehow his receiver caught, but he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Yeah. So New England's not going any further. And after I plus I just read off all those teams that that have three losses. New England's not going to make the playoffs. Cam Newton's going to tell you that in his stupid, goofy Shriners hat that he had on. Uh, that you know that they've really turned the corner, They're going to do great things. And look out, Patriot Nation! By the time the Patriots are good enough to make the playoffs, Cam Newton, you're going to be the backup in Jacksonville. That's that's where you're going to be. Uh, he was never a good quarterback, never a never good passing quarterback. But you always had the threat that Cam Newton might run over you, and so he he would get Lamar Jackson. In other words, they would bring up all these safeties. And go, look out, this is it. Because remember, he he was supposed to, what was this, five years ago, he was supposed to be the future of NFL quarterbacking. Yeah. And I was saying back then on this very show, you can't be the future of NFL quarterbacking if you can't hit the broadside of a barn. It's impossible. You yeah. just being able to run is not going to last for very long. You have to be like a Kyler Murray type. Where you have yeah. the ability to take off and run, and it scares the hell out of the of the secondary, but you can't just go in and load the lineup because you're an accurate passer. Joe Burrow is going to be the same way. Joe Burrow may not be as, no, no one's as elusive as Kyle Murray. Murray, let's get that out in the open. But Joe Burrow has feet and, and Joe Burrow is accurate. That's the future of of football. But when they were lauding all over cam newton i'd be now the future of quarterbacking is sitting in green bay because five years ago aaron Rodgers could run like the wind and could throw across his body on a dime yeah anyways let's take a real quick break because we come back we're going to complain about fantasy football we'll be back here in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks keep it locked in here to cbs sports radio as we got bills to pay we'll be back here in just a moment
2: you dumped a porn star <laughs> friendship over friendship over
0: Are you a gun enthusiast, love to shop for guns, but are also looking for friendly service? Well, you're in luck. Here in St. Augustine, Top Gun Supply is the Friendly Gun Shop. Staff is very knowledgeable, happy to see you when you walk through the door, and can assist you with all your gun shopping needs. Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms, such as Ruger, Beretta, Six Hour, HK, and LWRC. So stop on by at Top Gun Supply. At 525 State Road 16 in St. Augustine. Top gun supply here in St. Augustine. The Friendly Gun Shop. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. I'm gonna fight them
2: all. i the
1: nation. Make sure to listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Drive time. Armchair Quarterback show on Facebook Live. And make sure to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app. Google Android. Apple iPhone, good enough for us down here in the Bayou. Go Tigers and the on-chair quarterbacks.
0: Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag has more odds and props than anyone
1: else in the industry. Using MyBookie is simple. Just pick your team, select your odds, and
0: collect your cash. MyBookie.ag has proven to be the most exciting online experience for all sports fans. With the fastest payouts in the industry, there's no other choice than MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code SKIN to activate the offer. That's promo code SKIN. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for you to put your own skin in the game. Make sure to keep it locked in here on Armchair Quarterback Radio. We're not one-trick ponies. We cover the entire NFL Past and present.
1: Third down and six at the nine. And Bo Jackson to the 20 and out in front. And only one man Look to beat that. and easily can't run him down. He had the angle, but there goes Bo. And nobody catches Bo. Touchdown. <laughs> Dion. Oh, uh-oh. Back And
0: turns the corner into giant territory. Oh. And leave it to Dion to break it open
1: for a touchdown. What? Dion comes in as a receiver Sanders
0: And they're going his way But
2: there's double coverage And
0: somehow Dion is able to beat the coverage <laughs> Intercepted by Sanders Can he score again?
1: Yep There he goes Deion Sanders 71 yards And so wow. for Dion tonight A 59-yard punt return for a TD A 55-yard pass reception A 39-yard punt return And a 71-yard interception return
2: I'm really sorry. (laughs) I was in the pool! I was in the pool! You should have been gone Knowing how I made you feel And I should have been gone
0: Welcome back here to the Armchair
2: Quarterbacks.
0: Reaction Monday, where we knee-jerk reaction overreact to every single thing on the planet. Uh, Every... The sky is falling on all of our fantasy football teams and uh, the ones are doing well, they can't be beaten. That's uh, pretty much, uh, you know, the gist of what's going to go down here over the next few minutes. Um, okay. First of all, I'm looking at a matchup that I have against something called ghost to the post. And we've got ourselves a barn burner. Because oh. Chopaholics is taking on Ghost of the Post, and you are down by only ten points, but you have Dalvin Cook, and I have Adam Thielen. That is going to come down to the wire, my friend.
2: I know, I know.
0: I don't know how. Ugh! Oh, and I need <laughs> that win bad. I I need to get back to five hundred. I'm four and five in that league. I need to get back to four and f- uh, five and five. I've said this for a lot. It's funny because some people are like, "Man, why are your, why are some of your teams extraordinarily good in other leagues, and then you got ones that are barely fighting for the playoffs?" And I'm like, "Well, because over the last five years, we have just or actually longer than that because I've been doing with a lot of these guys longer than that. I have developed these leagues where I have nothing but ex- what only I can could could uh, describe as fantasy football experts. We're all going up against each other nowadays." When I invited a lot of these people into the leagues, they were patsies. They were, they they were homecoming, uh, opponents. Now every single week is a dog fight and what little advantage I have. Some of them listen to our damn podcast. So I'm not going to get any advantage there because they, they know exactly where I'm, where I'm going, what I'm thinking. Um, but it's all in fun, and I enjoy the hell out of it. I'm glad people are actually good and competing with me every year as opposed to there There was a time where I was blowing the doors off everyone I competed against. And I'm like, i got to get better players, won't, you know, won't ones that take it seriously and won't tank and won't do dirty trades and all that junk. So our league, I've got to get a W in, in a big, big way. I'm looking at some of the other matchups. It looks like the good news is, wow, the number. So th- this league only has seven teams, so the t- so the rosters are loaded too. I mean, it only has eight teams. Uh, the number t- seven team Duval is going to take out uh, Forsett.
2: Yes, I saw that.
0: So he's going to be eight and two, uh-huh. and if you win, you'll be right on his heels. If I win, let me see what Rocky top's doing. Rocky top beat vinegar, uh, which is, that's actually Justin beating Steven Troche. So that's, so they just got a little closer to each other or actually Rocky tops now a half game behind you, depending on what you do tonight. And vinegar is now down to four and six so the good news for me is, if I do lose, I will not lose any ground because Lynch Mob also lost. So I was tied I was on a three way tie for fourth, fifth, and sixth place. I will stay in that uh, no matter what I do. I'll, I'll still be in the playoff hunt. But man, I, I got to get W's in that in that league. I hate to tell you, man, but I, I need old Dalvin Cook to go down and go down hard.
2: <laughs> I know you do.
0: That Bears defense better wake up, baby. They better bring it. That's all I know.
2: Mm. I've got, I, go ahead. I am just going to say, I need Dalvin Cook and also in the radio league. If Dalvin Cook does well in the radio league, I can beat uh, Buck's spicy, whatever his name is, in, the, in our uh, radio league.
0: Well, I'm going to get a W one way or the other, because in the, in the, in the keeper league, the two to four keeper league, I have Dalvin left and I am down by three in that. And I am projected to, eh, it's going to come down to tonight. What, who does he have? He has the guy I'm going up against is going up against Minnesota. Does he only have Minnesota's defense? Okay, so it's going to come down to essentially who does better, Dalvin Cook or Minnesota's defense, because Minnesota's defense is projected for almost the same point range as Dalvin Cook in this league. I'm down by three, but I have Dalvin. I mean, I mean, there's a way I could win both, but I would need Dalvin to not just go bananas, and I would need Minnesota's defense to give up some points. I'm hoping that uh, they will. I'm a little shocked that they are projected for 19 points in this league. I feel like yeah. that's that's a little high. So I think I've got a decent chance of winning that one. Um, what killed me in that one was AJ Brown and Teague and uh, Fulgham giving me a combined of about a little over four points total. That was absolute trash. There were so many other options. If I would have picked any of the other options. I would have uh, had that I should I should have went in more with my Johnson Claypool double team on Cincinnati's secondary but w- we thought it was going to be a lower scoring game they actually hit the over they they hit 46 the the over at kickoff was 45 and a half but the um that game produced two really good receiving days for both Johnson and see Johnson had twenty five points. Claypool had twenty. If I just would have put Johnson in for any other receiver, uh, I'd have been okay. And had I, and if they hadn't just projected this terrible, oh the weather's going to be terrible. I was my plan was to put them both in, but when when they decided that, when when the, the rumor I was hearing that the that the that the Weather was going to be terrible. I was like, "Well, I don't want two receivers in 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 a windstorm. I, I better bench one of them." And so, that's what screwed me out of that. But, anyways, moving on from that. What what other what other uh, studs and duds did you have this week?
2: Uh, not too many studs this week. Um, I'll tell you that much. Uh, let me see. Uh, AJ Brown was uh, well, the
0: biggest dud for me. But go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just saying probably one of my bigger studs this week was just Roethlisberger Roethlisberger playing in the – gave me 43 against the Bengals. That was pretty good. That was probably one of my best studs this week. Um, Duds, ugh. I'll tell you one dud, and I just – and it's in our best ball league, so I, you know, I don't have any choice but to keep them in there was – I don't know why they ever picked up Fournette. Fournette's done nothing for Tampa Bay. It's all been Ronald Jones. So Fournette just sitting on my best ball team is like a waste of time.
0: How many points did he get this week?
2: Oh, Fournette. Fournette gave me a whole whopping 4.2 points.
0: He should have had more, though. That was a little absurd. Of course, Jones had the big long run, but I... I think you're just going to have to bench Fournette in any league that any of y'all have him in until you see something different. He's going to have to burn you essentially, Uh, in my ridiculous ESPN dynasty league that I complain about all the time because of the rules and whatnot. um, I did pretty well in that one. I'm going to win that one. Uh, It was a game that I needed. I was tied for second or tied for first with three teams. And so I'm going to end up getting the W in a guy that was just behind me. I mean, he was on my heels at five and four. I blew him out of the water. He, I, th- I think he's done. He, uh, yes, he's done. This is a much more difficult league to score in. And I still got 124 points. Uh, usually if you get around 105 to 110, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, Lamar Jackson, even though his team didn't do very well, uh, he, he he did okay for me. Um, I don't know why his points total is so small that I'm looking at so, – something's not right. This has got some – okay, so, so, something's wrong on the ESPN actual website because what they have written here as far as the, the fantasy points is not what I actually had – Um, that is weird. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at, but anyways, um, Lamar Jackson, even in a difficult league to score and still got me 20. I made the trade this week to trade Lamar Jackson, sorry, trade for Lamar Jackson, giving up Aaron Jones. And that I, I think that's going to pay dividends with me down the stretch. It's going to be difficult. Until Chris Carson comes back because right now I've got Alvin Kamara and then it's pretty much trying to find something to stick to the wall on as, as my second running back. My flex is I've just gone straight receiver. I've just said to hell with it and go straight receiver. And that's pretty much what I did there. Um, but McLaurin's doing well for me in that league. Michael Thomas didn't do jack. But... I'm am still going to get the W. Same thing with Metcalf. The the guys that shined for me this week in that league. First of all, I streamed Matt Prater as my kicker, and he ended up getting 16. And then you have uh, Alvin Kamara went off at 31, Lamar Jackson at 20, and Terry McLaurin broke double digits. And also, they someone dropped the 49ers defense, and I picked him up. And I know it was kind of a gamble to start me against the Saints but they actually did pretty well with turnovers and whatnot, so I ended up getting 11 points in that league on that defense when, when usually around six or seven points is, is a good score. So I, I feel good about that going forward because the talent – because this is a league where you keep 16 of your 18 players for next year. I'm just going to keep the 49ers defense and just take my lumps this year, whatever happens. But, I, you know, towards the end when we get in the plus, I might start streaming a secondary defense. But I couldn't believe someone dropped San Francisco's defense. I'm like, dude, Bosa's going to be back, baby. You know, there's going to be a day in time where you get Bosa back and you get the rest of that talent rolling on that San Fran defense. They're not going to be garbage long term. So, um, anyways, that's that team. Um, you got any other studs and duds?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, I – we talked my two league. I mean, Josh Jacobs was a stud with 32 points, so I thought he did really well. He did. Um, he
0: surprised me because I had him in a couple of leagues, and I was a little worried about starting him. But he, but he did well.
2: Yeah, I mean, he carried he carried the day. I mean, because remember, Derek Carr only had what 164 yards passing. It was just Josh, well in something and, else.
0: Along those same lines, I was surprised that James Robinson ended up getting 100 yards against Green Bay because going into the game, even though Green Bay's got, got a, a not-so-great rush defense, I thought Jacksonville, Jacksonville would be so far behind they that they might lose sight of running the football. But I went ahead and started him anyways, and it paid off. He had 109 yards on the ground. Uh, did not get into yep. the end zone, but still I'll take a hundred yards rushing any day of the week. Oh um, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Dude's yesterday's morning show. Steven said something to the effect of, uh, Derek Henry having a bad week. I'm like, what are you talking about? A bad weekend, a hundred yards rushing. Yeah, but that's, yeah. yeah, but that's not that great. And I'm like, what are you, the
2: hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that has been him and Daniel Jones. He's just going to be out of the league by next year.
0: Look, <coughs> here's the problem with some fantasy football players, and I'm not trying to be- pile on anyone, but here's the problem with some fantasy football players. They don't understand the game of football. They only It's, it, it's a spreadsheet and a video game to them, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so all they see is the points. They don't understand the game of football. If you get 100 yards rushing from your running back, Come playoff time, it doesn't matter if he gets in the end zone or not. You'll take it. Yeah. Now you'll be pissed off if it's Nick Chubb and he ran out of bounds at the little fucker at the freaking uh, two yard line. Sorry, I almost said a really bad cuss word on air. I'm still mad at Nick <laughs> Chubb, but um, if if Nick Chubb you know does that idiocy, okay, I get it. But in a normal game, 100 yards rushing, man, that's money. You're, you're going to get the 10 points for the rushing, and normally in a lot of leagues you get some kind of a bonus structure, so it usually takes you to at least 13 to 15 points just off the bonus structure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, that kind of stuck yeah, in and my craw. Someone who, someone who watches football and plays fantasy football does not grasp that a 100-yard game is a good game. And that's just, that's, that was- that's freaking kooky dukes.
2: Yeah, that was always the standard for a running back from week to week. Just it watching still is.
0: I told him, I said, hey, yeah. if you get 100 yards rushing a game, you're going to have 1,600 yards at the end of the season. You probably lead the league in rushing. There's going to be a yeah. few years where, like, Barry Sanders went bananas and a couple of other guys. Uh, What's his name? The guy for the Titans. Chris. Uh, is it, Chris remember. Henry. No, Chris uh, Chris Johnson, where he, where he Johnson, went bananas and got a – 2,000 yards, but usually 1,600 yards, you're right in the conversation with leading the lead in rushing. They're showing yeah. that stupid Nick Chubb run again. Run. It made no sense to run out of bounds.
2: Well, I think I, I, I saw that 56 seconds
0: left, man. You score the touchdown. The game's over anyways. They were out of timeouts. They were not going to score two touchdowns in 56 seconds. You get the t- And here's something else that is forgotten about with all the, and isn't this going to be some irony? I meant to bring this up to Justin, but I'll, I'll lay it on you this morning. So I told you about how all these teams are tied with, with three losses, right? Right. We could get into a situation where tiebreakers are a situation down the stretch. Yes. Okay. If that happens, one of the, tiebreakers one of the first tiebreakers is points scored and if cleveland misses out on the playoffs by three or four points not scored everyone's going to circle back to that game and i kind of hope something like that happens to prevent this in the future because not from a fantasy standpoint but also the people who are betting money and just in general, it's more exciting to see that game capped off by a by a... I didn't have any skin in that game. But it's more exciting to see a game uh, capped yeah. off at the very end with a long touchdown run than some bozo running out of bounds. If they were up by one point, I get it. You don't want to score a touchdown and give them a chance an entire twos to score eight points in 56 seconds. I get that. But when you're up by more than – if that is going to put you up by more than one score, man, end the game. Dude, end it. This isn't like it was with when Gurley fell into the end zone lost in the game, right? It's a totally different situation. So if your defense can't stop a team from scoring two scores in 56 seconds with no timeouts, and they have to get an onside kick, they don't need to be out there. And you haven't been able to move the ball at all, all the game. It's ten to seven. It wasn't fifty to forty-seven. Anyways, yeah. end rant. I just want to put that out there because I get it they won, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but one of the first tiebreakers is how many points you scored and against common opponents, and Houston is a common opponent to a lot of teams that they could be fighting their way. What if they get into a tiebreaking situation against the Tennessee Titans and and that ends up being the tiebreaker of, of a point scored against common opponents. You're going to be in trouble, uh-huh. son. That's all I can tell you. Because scoring 10 points in an NFL football game nowadays is not helping. And you're already hurting because a couple of weeks ago when when you lost to the Raiders, what, what, what was that score? 17-13? So Cleveland needs to score as many points as, as they can get on the board. That's a fact yeah. jack. They're showing that that uh, replay of the Ronald Jones run. I still can't believe that defensive back didn't run him down. He was closing on him, and it's like he just ran out of breath or something and hit a wall and then just dove and, and missed him by his ankles.
2: Yep. That's exactly he ran
0: out of gas. I'll tell you something else that's hurting uh, ownerships of Leonard Fournette. They get around the goal line. I don't see him in the formation anymore.
2: No. And Tom
0: Brady's sneaking into the end zone with his mm-hmm. patented quarterback sneaks. I don't know. I kind of don't want any, any kind of mess with that. That's an absolute nightmare. You got any other games that are going to be hanging on the wire tonight? Uh,
2: no, just uh, just that Minnesota game. Cause I, I got, I got, I got two leagues with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? With,
0: I, uh, I strangely have call. normally everything's done by tonight, but tonight of my 28 leagues, I counted up this early this morning, 16 of my games are still very much in question. They could go either way. So I'm going to be very nerve wracked on, on that. Um, I th- I think I have a common goal in most games. I don't think that's like I've got four shares of this guy, but I'm going against him in this other league and all that stuff. I think all in all, I need Dalvin Cook to have a decent game, but not go bonkers because of you. Um, and I need Adam Thielen to show up tonight. I need Adam Thielen to do more than what he's done the past few weeks. Uh, once again, that 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 is another that's another situation where if I would have started uh Deontay Johnson I wouldn't be looking at this but I I thought Duke Johnson would do better than what he did and that's what it came down to I was sincerely thinking about going Josh Jacobs and James Robinson Deontay Johnson I was already behind the eight ball with a stupid AJ Brown pick um I was like you know what Duke Johnson ought to get double digits I'm a little worried about the about the weather if I would to put Deontay Johnson or Claypool into my flex and left Duke Johnson out, which I almost did, I would have been fine. Oh, and the other one that shocked me. I streamed Jared Goff in that game. I expected this big high-scoring ball game. He didn't do nothing. I would have been better off leaving freaking... Lamar Jackson in.
2: Lamar Jackson in. But oh. I
0: thought that was going to be a shootout, and they didn't do nothing. He didn't score a single touchdown. He had 300 yards, which is what I thought he would do. But I thought he'd have two or three touchdowns. They didn't do Mm-mm. jack crap. <laughs> ah. pisses me. I know.
2: Off. I'm I'm sitting there looking at the pound. like, who? I'm glad. So glad you left Lamar Jackson out.
0: So uh, glad. Real quick on some news and notes uh, before we leave today. Uh, Looks like Anthony Davis is going to be opting out of his contract with the Lakers. That doesn't mean he won't sign back with the Lakers, but it means he he wants a long-term contract wherever he goes. Tennessee Martin head coach, basketball head coach, Anthony Stewart. He died suddenly Sunday uh, at the age of 50. I could not believe the stupid uh, thing that I read, the, the, the uh, the article that had this, they had to put in, he had just tested uh, negative for, for COVID-19, so they're ruling that out. Dude, someone doesn't just drop dead because of COVID-19. Everyone yeah. that has passed away with COVID-19 has, has fought the good fight, right? You don't just, you know, you're walking to the fridge and you drop dead because of COVID-19. This sounds like it could be an aneurysm, could be a you know something with his heart, whatever. It's idiots. Um, South Carolina fired must champ. We talked about that. Kyle Trask, I believe is the Heisman front runner at this point. He's now 28 touchdowns and three interceptions. He was my pick at the beginning of the year. Remember, uh, and, um, Florida state beat North Carolina for the ACC women's championship in soccer. Now what happens is we wait several months because the PAC 12 and all of them did not play soccer this fall, like they were supposed to. And so we have to wait until the end of their season. And then evidently the NCAA championships are being scheduled for late April to early May. So I, my people have asked me this several times, what is Florida State going to do until then? Cause they have an automatic bid now that they won the ACC title. They would have been there anyways. They're, they're ranked up in the top. They're 11 and zero, and they were ranked number two in the country. North Carolina was number one. But now, what I figured those teams are going to do is they're going to play some friendlies and probably try to get some out of conference games to keep them well tuned going into the playoffs. I figured they'll they'll average around two games a month, uh, starting in feb. So they like February, March, early April. I figured they'll 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 play somewhere around six to eight games is what they'll do just to stay finely tuned. Uh. And let's do turn back time and then we'll do our walk-offs. So let's go ahead and get into that as we turn back time on another great show here on the armchair quarterbacks. As here we go.
2: If I could turn back time. If I could find a way,
0: on this date, nineteen sixty-one. The Mets unveiled their new logo. They combine all five boroughs, iconic symbols in all five boroughs, in the skyline that they combined. And then they took blue and orange as their colors. Why? Because of Dodger blue and New York giant baseball orange. So that's why you get the the blue and orange with the New York Mets. It's not because they have some dirty gator on their staff. Um... Also in this date in 1962, Lou Perini sells the Braves to a Chicago-based LaSalle Corporation led by 34-year-old insurance broker William Bartholomew for $6.2 million. Uh, Team president John McHale, one of the primary stockholders in the purchase, will take a lot of heat as it is well known that they are buying the Braves to get out of the Milwaukee market. And of course, we know just a few years later, they would end up in Atlanta. And also, on this date, I just found this extraordinarily interesting. In 1980, Doug Williams, who's one of my favorite athletes of all time, he threw for 486 yards. That is an absolute monster amount of yards for 1980 football. That is the equivalent of of someone throwing about 650. In the NFL today, that is insane. Did not know that he ever threw for that many. I don't have the TDs in front, of me. 486 yards. Birthdays. It's your birthday today. What does that mean? We've got. Try to see, 56 years day, old. It was Dwight Good, your born in Tampa, your Florida. View. Should have been a Hall of Famer. Wasted that brilliant career with uh, cocaine and other drugs. Uh, but still, he's a World Series champion. And remember, he, he did throw a no-hitter with the Yankees. But him and... him and He and Daryl Strawberry are the epitome of 70s and 80s athletes. There was a lot of talent wasted because of cocaine and of course crack and everything else came into to uh, to that and then also on this date 42 years ago remember y'all eric crouch the heisman trophy winner for the university of nebraska later on played for the packers and the toronto argonauts uh was an omaha born nebraska corn husker eric crouch is 42 years old what is your uh, walk off today sir
2: got a strange one. And uh, the NFC East, as bad as they are, I still say that uh, I'm looking at the Giants in the long term of this season. Watch and see if the Giants are the better team in that. And that's not saying much. But I think the Giants are a better football team than what they look like. And by the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the winners of the NFC East. Not saying much in that division, but I think the Giants are better than their record looks.
0: I've been saying that I thought the Giants could could win that division for about a month now. And yeah. Had they pulled off that original win that they should have won against the Eagles about three or four weeks ago, this is what started it with me. I was like, man, if they would have won that game, they'd be in the driver's seat. If they had won that game as well, the Giants would be in first place right now, y'all. Yep. And I think the Giants, I think Daniel Jones is playing better. I think top to bottom. I think their defense is playing a little better, and you're not going to have to be extraordinarily good to win that division. No. Probably Friday when uh, when when Matt Carz on is a big Cowboy fan. We'll probably talk about the NFC East. And what I need to do between now and then is look at all of their rec all their schedules that are left and and see what the deciding factor is. Because obviously Eagles and Giants do not play anymore. And I forgot to remind you of this. Um, you know, we're supposed to do Florida man on Mondays, but I've got one that I'll throw at you real quick. And then we'll get back to doing that every, uh, Monday. Um, a Florida man says he was trying to toughen up his eight year old by bringing him on a crime spree, Florida authorities arrested a man that had an eight year old with him while committing, various crimes. Such as breaking and entering, rummaging through someone's Chevy. I mean, what I mean, what the hell is rummaging through? It means you're break. You means you're breaking into a car. What The hell is rummaging through mean? Uh, that's the way the Herald. Some of these liberals that write these stories, I swear, man, like they need to have their head chopped off, or at least their fingers chopped off, so they can't type anything. One of the crimes was the theft of a delivered package. From like a you know UPS from you know Amazon mm-hmm. or whatnot. anyways, all this taking a child out with you, this is his commit. this is his quote taking a child out with you, committing felonies is the proper way to create a positive influence on a young man who needs to be able to toughen up as things you will have to fight for later on in life. That's Florida man for you right there, man. That is the old. I mean, they might as well rename this to white trash man. Uh, But anyways, that's Florida man for you today. (laughs) That's my walk off. All right. We'll see you. uh... By the way, Breeze. It is looking like Breeze might be out long term. There's a story that's developing. He's going for an MRI. The fear is that he might need minor surgery. Jameis Winston show, baby. It is a damn shame right. that the Saints are not playing the Buccaneers the rest of the year. So I would have yeah. loved to have seen Jameis Winston go back in to Tampa Bay. Yeah. What they're going to find out with Jameis Winston is, <laughs> that dude is going to throw some interceptions, man. He's he just yeah. – and so will he, will he be as popular three weeks from now as he is right now in New Orleans? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Probably. that might turn to the
0: taste hill show y'all but from a fantasy <laughs> perspective if you need to stream someone Jameis always throws enough interceptions where his team's behind he has to rally the troops so mm-hmm. my michael thomas owner should be happy all right we'll see y'all uh tomorrow we'll react to monday night football and uh start looking at some some college football playoffs great job doug we'll see you tomorrow um Monday, excuse me.
2: (laughs) Goodbye, sweetheart.
0: Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. <laughs> Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. Can
2: I get again, another cigarette.
0: You haven't downloaded it yet your armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app for the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay i kind of like that
1: i want to tap that you can better-